0: Here we come, blue and white, and we're looking good. You'll be in for a fight, and we fight pretty good. Getting goals is our job, and we get goals good. Looking good, we are all Carlisle United. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Brunton Bugle, the number one place to get your county fix in the podcast world. I'm Lee Rooney. And I'm John McClannan. A drab performance, but a point is enough for United to secure a playoff spot, and more importantly, a home tie in the second leg. We look back on the not so thrilling encounter at Sutton before previewing the first leg of the playoffs against Bradford City on Sunday night.
1: Done in, so true, in view,
0: run, one and... Don't even want this time, then, isn't it? That's a rarity. Getting the intro mm-hmm. in one go. Not to make I, I nearly
1: gulped my name because I'd literally <laughs> just had a a swig of juice before you you got to my
0: name and I was like Ooh, Dan McLennan. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I, I, I felt something going in my throat. I was starting to So I'm just going to power on through this. But there you go. Um, yeah, as as the intro says, job done. I guess <laughs> just about. You know, I mean, obviously it was never in doubt in the end, really. But it's it's we'll be talking about the game soon there's not a huge amount to talk about from it because it wasn't a great game of football if we're brutally honest but um but yeah the, the most important thing is we've extended the season by at least two games haven't we yeah
1: yeah uh i think i'd, I'd sort of said to you like in our chats and that uh i predicted it'd be bradford mm-hmm. it's when, when you looked at the the fixtures and whatnot uh Brad Bradford, are the masters of an own downfall with that crew game we mentioned last time, yeah. you know it's but, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, two Ha-ha-
0: two games,
1: playoffs, anything can happen. Bring it on!
0: Exactly, exactly, and we've uh, well, we've seen with some of the playoff games that have happened in the National League this week, like the the, the chaos opportunity in them is just off the scale, isn't it? So, well, let's see how it goes. Right, uh, before we get into it, uh, we'll do a a brief review again of uh, our sponsors for this season and also where you can find the podcast and how to get in contact with us. We'd like to say a big thank you to the Car United Sports Club London Branch for once again sponsoring the podcast this season. The London Branch is open to all Car United fans. They've got members from Cornwall to Dundee, and Houston to Singapore, and of course, every part of London and the South East. They regularly meet up on away trips, as well as arranging many social events, supporters games and fundraising for the club. This season, they'll be providing us with information for the away games as part of the preview section. You can find out more about the London Branch at their website, org. If you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on all good podcast apps, whether it's Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts. Basically, search for the Brunton Bugle, click subscribe, and then when a new episode comes out, you'll get a little notification to tell you to download it and listen to it at your leisure. Also, if there's an option to review on any of those apps, please do so. If you can give us a five-star review, that would be really lovely. It's a great way for us to get the message out about the podcast and so more people can learn about it. And uh, yeah, we can spread the word even more. You can also find us on social media, at Brunson Bugle, on Instagram and Twitter. If you go onto Facebook and search for the Brunton Bugle, click like as well, you can follow our page. Uh, we're also on the Be Just Fair Not Facebook group, and also on the Buzzies Back message board, the new message board that's replaced the net. Uh, and also, if you want to drop us an email, brunsonbugle at gmail.com. Right down as ever, we start with the news. Um, well, there's only one bit of news to talk about, isn't it? Playoffs, tickets, that kind of thing. It's it's been no, a listens. Go go yeah, on, unprepared go on. Prepared as ever. Uh, um, yes. We'll do the playoffs first. Yeah, okay, Rob. let's see the playoff news first. You've got a surprise bit of news that I completely forgot about, clearly. Um, Yeah, so obviously we're into the playoffs, that means uh, the games are taking place this Sunday uh, at 7pm at uh, the University of Bradford Stadium, that's the first leg, and then obviously the second leg is on Saturday the 20th at 3pm. Uh, at home at brunswick Park of course uh, that that was moved from the Friday night was it I think or the Thursday night was I think it was supposed to be the Friday yeah, night the,
1: where, I, f- I think what happened was the League 1 placings were decided quite early that yeah. the the two home teams to the second leg and it was going to be Sheffield and Barnsley were both going to be home at Saturday at 12.30 and 3 mm. and South Yorkshire Police were just like not a chance which <laughs> I can kind of understand so yeah. they're Swap the two Saturdays with the Thursday
0: Friday, so yeah, so it means we're on the Saturday now, which is not great news for me because I probably can't make the se- second leg now, annoyingly, because I've already got something arranged up there, which is typical. But it's on Sky, the both games are on Sky, so if you can't make yeah. the games, you can watch them, which is which is great news. Um, yeah, Dan, so I mean, tickets have gone on sale for this. We've been given about 2,400 for Bradford, which is quite a generous um allocation, isn't it? Because you were looking at the rules about this, and actually, they've given us more than they. Yeah, but
1: it's created absolute uproar at the Bradford Mm -hmm. end, really, really has, because basically, the rulings for the playoffs, uh, if your ground is up to 20,000, you are entitled to 10%, you know, give or take a few for your segregation and that, so if it's over 20,000, you can just give a block of 2,000. Yeah. Now, the problem here is Bradford's two blocks of the stand wearing equate to about 1,300 off the top yes. of my head. Yes. And if they wanted to give us the 2T and Meccano style stand behind the goal, that's a similar number. I think it's about yeah. thirteen fourteen hundred 1,400 on the two. So they would end up giving us 2,700. Yeah. Now, Mark Hughes at some point has mentioned that he would like home fans behind both goals. So the only way it was possible because obviously that stand down the side is set so that the dividing gates are two blocks along. So the only way they could do it was to flip it round and give us the five blocks and there would still be dividers, etc. But in the process there's a lot of season ticket holders in there (laughs) who are quite rightly a bit angry because I think I think the main thing is it's not the fact that it's happened; yeah. it's the fact they had no warning it was happening. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's 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 been interesting.
0: I guess it's one of those ones the, where there's
1: a thread on their forum, and it's about fifty pages long, and oh, it's it's unreal; it's brilliant reading.
0: <laughs> it, it's it's interesting it? I suppose it's one of those things they're almost waiting because if it does all Stockport or even Northampton that they're playing, then. Yeah, they're going to have to give us the, the bigger allocation. If it's Salford City they're playing, they probably would have got away with giving them the existing away end, wouldn't they, I think? And, and yeah. I think Salford would have grumbled yeah. too much. So that that's, I suppose, the difficulty. I mean, they should be grateful because Salford City have only given, as they in the rules are allowed to, they've only given 560-odd tickets to Stockport for that game. Yeah. And that game won't be a sellout. So there's going to be loads of empty seats in there when, you know, they could have just given... Solved the normal away end and probably got the, the game close to a sellout. But as it is, it probably won't be a sellout now, I don't think. Yeah. Which is astonishing. Because
1: really, it, right. Stockport, Stockport, as I think we mentioned uh, the other week, the last yeah. couple of games, have just given the seats down the side. Cause I think people forget, Edgeley Park's only actually holds about 9,000. Hmm. That big stand sort of dwarfs. You, you think it's bigger, but it only actually holds about 9,000. So. Yeah. Them nine hundred seats on the side; that all they need to give on the ten percent rule. But
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. So I imagine they'll be given similar to to Salford for the game at Edgeley Park for that one. Bit. But but there you go. So yes, yeah, so, I mean, just to say, as as we we're recording, there's only a handful of tickets left for the away game, which is
1: yeah. I know. think there's literally fifty single seats and uh, telephone only.
0: It uh, astonishing that isn't it? Two days and sold out that that allocation. Bear in mind, only season ticket holders could buy on the first day as well. Just yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: absolutely remarkable. And and
1: and the fact that the club launched a new ticket system five minutes before they went on sale.
0: And and and, and believe it or not, it's gone quite well. (laughs) I there's there's a genuine when they did that. I thought to myself, (laughs) what on earth are they doing? Pique, Pique, UFC, You know, yeah. but yeah, fair, fair play. It has gone well, and actually, I haven't used the system to. I did not actually use it to buy because what happened was uh, I got Greg to sort of ticket for me for the away game, and they're clearly doing the checks on the the season ticket numbers and stuff because actually, I went into my logged into my thing and it's saying there's a ticket being bought for me on there. Right, so right, right. It shows it really does work. So fair, fair yeah. no fair play at the club, you know, for once for for getting that right, and and yeah. What what a fantastic following it's going to be that night, you know, to, to have that many there. And I know it says, you know, the single seats left, but if it's based on the game down there on the uh, the midweek, the other uh, month, and also at the end of last season, it'll be a free-for-all for seats. Yeah. As much yeah. as you've got an allocated seat, you, you're probably going to find that someone's likely to be sat in it based on an experience. And actually, that's not necessarily a bad thing, because if you get all the kids who want to sing sitting together as well, perfect. helps the atmosphere, is not it? So, so there you go. Right, Dan, what is this bit of news that you've got?
1: Uh, The EFL confirmed the key dates for the 24 season. Yes. Uh, It will start on the weekend of the 4th, 5th, and 6th of August, and it will finish on Saturday, 27th of April. Mm -hmm. The reason it finishes April, not May, is it's a tournament year. Yes, yes. It's the uh, Euros in Germany. Mm. And. They've got the League One and Two final on, I think it's the 18th and 19th, something like yeah. that. Then the following weekend they've got the FA Cup final on the Saturday and the Championship playoff on the Sunday. That's a risk. Now match. I would love to see what would happen if a Championship team,
0: yeah, say like vote. a Norwich City or something like that.
1: Yeah, QPR, Norwich, someone. Say so they end up in the playoffs. And they also got to the cup final because there has been the odd championship team making the cup final in recent seasons. Yeah, it, it just seems very,
0: very It's risky, a gamble, though. isn't it? Well, yeah. I, I, what I don't get with that as well is why are you playing the League One and League Two ones first when the championship is the one where the players are most likely to be internationals that need to yeah, get away? Yeah. I, I think that'll change. I reckon they'll move that round again, you know. Like that's best experience. I don't know. It it just feels to me like that that that's it's, what it's will happen. It's
1: to do with the call up period for you, so isn't it? So yeah, but I, that's why that's way. why
0: I, that's why I think you know why don't you do the championship one earlier? Give them a bit more time. Yeah. So you know, the the free championship
1: and so. League One, and and then I'll League yeah. Two after the Cup Final.
0: Yeah, just that that would make sense, but uh, that, that that seems far too sensible, doesn't it? But there you go. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. Key dates. Um, I don't think they've put in what the uh, Christmas dates and things like that are. Uh, yeah. No, no, but, but yeah, you,
1: you can usually work them out. Can't yeah, you? yeah, you can. There you go.
0: Right, Dan. Uh, quick live. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Come on, God.
1: Update. Come we on. have now sold out of tickets for Bradford.
0: Oh, well, there you go. While we're recording, that's breaking yeah. news. The perfect thing for the uh, podcast medium, isn't it, really? Breaking news stories. Um, Yeah, right. Lone Watch time, Dan. We've only one to cover now because all the rest of them have come back. Uh, Alex, Max, Killsby. What a night for Max and Ananay. It's going to be be tight for the second leg, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was hoping to get to this, but uh, I forgot I had uh, my lad's parents evening via Uh. iPad, as it is these days, so... Mm. Uh, I was tied up on Tuesday
0: evening. You could have done it from Gallabank, surely? You could have sat there (laughs) on the iPad, give a little Uh, cheer. Yeah, so an Athletic, I mean, brilliant night for them. It's definitely going to be tight in that second leg because, of course, they beat Dunbarton 6-0 in the first leg. I I mean, like, you normally see crazy scores in playoffs, but you don't see one team run away with it so much in the first leg. No, no. And it's the fact that actually in Scottish League 1, there was another one like that, wasn't it? It was 6-2 to, um, was it Airdrie against Falcon? Airdrie, I yeah. Yeah. I mean, wow. Like, just, just just astonishing. So, yeah, 6-0 um, helped a little bit by the fact that Dumbarton had a man sent off. But, Anna were already 2 nil up at that point, weren't they? Yeah, um, yeah. And, and we, I've watched a not great quality video of this goal, but I think it is Max's goal. It's been given on the BBC to Tommy Goss, but I think it's Max's goal. He seems to be the one celebrating, so Max Killsby getting any goal. there. Br- brilliant. We've given him the goal anyway, haven't we? So he's now up to 34 appearances, five goals, which is a great return for a left playing at left back, For you know, for them, isn't it, really, when you think about it? Um, obviously, they went on to score another four, which means they're now uh, going into that second leg. You'd imagine they're going to be get free, don't you? I mean, it'd take something incredible if they went out from this stage, really, considering they need a seven-goal swing um they will face either Clyde or East Fife in a two-legged final if they get through Clyde I think won the first leg against East Fife 1-0 was it yeah night, I think so looks like it'll be Clyde so interesting so it goes there but brilliant stuff from uh Max Annon and obviously Peter Murphy is the boss there we really hope he can get them up into the Sc- if they get into Scottish League one well, to be a hell of an achievement wouldn't it really considering you know Some of the clubs that have been ahead of them in Dumbarton were well ahead of them for most of the league, weren't they? So, yeah, yeah, brilliant stuff, brilliant, right? Match of your time, Dan. Unfortunately, we're gonna have to talk about this one. So, United won, Carl United won. Um, yes, we said in the intro, it was a job done, really, wasn't it? Yeah, Um, yeah, just about, just about (laughs) got it over the line. It is, it is not one that's gonna, it's not a classic end of season account that's gonna be remembered for the ages, is it really? It was. We, we kind of went into it thinking, okay, you know, look at Sutton's last six results. They've lost all six of them. Should be winning this, but this is car, you know? we never do it the easy way. Because you, you, you were telling us some crack before the game, but you were talking to some of the Sutton players, weren't you, in town? Because you were actually in Sutton, weren't you, the night before?
1: Yeah. Uh, when we uh, when we checked out the Premier in on uh, Monday morning, uh, two or three of their players obviously stopped there pre-match. Mm. Yeah. And uh, chatting to them and we were like, uh, next, you know, bit of joke, nice and easy, boys. You know, we we want the three points to guarantee the playoffs, and they were like, "Oh, you'll get them, you'll get them." I'm like, "Are we on the beach? Yeah, we are, we are." Well, they didn't play like that. So. It
0: certainly didn't. To be fair, they just got. I don't know what it is about these some of these smaller clubs that come up from the national league. They just have a hoodoo on us, don't they? With one exception, <laughs> which just, thankfully is the one down the coast, isn't it? Um, yeah, there's like Harrogate and. Sutton, we just can't seem to get a result against them, can we? It just they just they seem to have a little bit of a, uh, you know, a overs almost.
1: Yeah, it's uh, we have odd teams like this Harrogate Sutton. It's just both playing yellow at small grounds.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. got some good little plays there. Sutton. It's, it's weird. It it makes mm. you wonder how they managed to go on, on such a poor run, really, because they looked an all right team actually. Against us this weekend, um, yeah. So, looking at the uh, the team that Simo selected, Dan, um, turns out what I s- suggested was right, wasn't it? In the end, because <laughs> I was the one who suggested Arm as a left centre back and Robinson left wing back, and that's what Simo went with. Um, with uh, Alfie McAlmont coming in as well for uh, Ryan Edmondson, and then Jaden Harrison, Joel Senior onto the bench. Were you at all shocked by this? Team selection. I think you, you expected this for a little bit different, weren't you? Uh,
1: yes and no. Uh, I can see why he's give Robinson a start and moved Armour in. I mean, I know I say I can see Armour becoming a uh, centre back in time. Mm. I didn't expect it straight away, you know. Mm. But uh, yeah, we just, it was just really off day wasn't
0: it it was just yeah it just, it, you yeah. kind of
1: hope we were getting some badness out of our system before these two big games you know it felt, i don't know if it was a little bit of nervousness or
0: it kind of felt yeah. like it was a bit nervousness in the crowd even though you know we're pretty much there and we're sorting now we had a good what 1300 fans down which is an incredible turnout that long far for what well, wasn't a dead rubber game but we didn't have a huge amount riding on it did it really in the end and um but the crowd feel a bit nervous, and I, I don't think you helped by the fact that you you split over basically four stands there, aren't you? You've got the standing and the seating behind the goal, so there's almost two stands. Then you've got another bit of terracing on the right of the stand, then a bit of seating on the left of the stand. It's kind of because if we were stuck in. The, I I was with one of our listeners, Martin, and um, and Chris, and, and a couple of us in the um, in the terracing to the side of the stand. So we had a side view of the pitch. We had a good view, actually, to be fair. But it felt very isolated from where the, the ones making the noise were, if you know what I mean. So it kind of... It, it, it was difficult to get any sort of atmosphere going in that bit. It was all very, it all felt very quiet and very nervous in there. But, I mean, you, you were right in the thick of it there, weren't you?
1: Yeah, it was it was quite 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 packed on uh, our uh One one thing that always amazes me when we I say to you sometimes when like, we play in London, you see people at a match you can never see anywhere else yeah. ever again. Yeah, there, there, there was someone posting a fashion picture for the Gram. Yeah, not far from me, and I'm like, you're watching sort there the the you Likes, yeah, you know? I should
0: should we should, should actually get, we should actually say something we done actually bit about, I think about eight or nine different people at the game at the weekend. I think you had it a few times as well. People coming up going, are you the guy from the Brunton Bugle?
1: Yeah. 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 recognise our voice when they uh, yeah. are obviously talking with friends. And,
0: and, uh, yeah. Like quite a few people come and shook hands. Uh, i got to say a big thank you to everyone who came over and gave some nice yeah Yeah. Them. Well, I,
1: I had, uh, I had my mate Carl with me. who's was a uh, Crystal Palace fan. Yeah. He came over and, uh, he he was talking and he bumped into a mate outside yeah. and he was like, Bloody hell, Dan knows everyone in there, it's ridiculous. I'm like, Well, I'm I've said hello to quite a few people today, you know, but most of whom were actually travelled from Carlisle, you know. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was it was yeah. it was a brilliant turnout all round, wasn't it? Um well let's talk about uh, the action itself, Dan. Um I mean What action? Well, first half, when you look at the chances, we only had one real chance in there, which we'll talk about in a sec, but Sutton pretty much dominated the first half, didn't they really? Without really peppering Holy's goal with a you know dozens and dozens of shots, they did have the best chances, clearly. And there was, um, I mean, early on that free-kick routine to the far post that was headed back across, and I think it was um, uh, Angol who headed over the bar from a few yards out. He should have done a lot better with that one, to be fair. And then the goal, just a bit of a soft goal to give away, isn't it? Really, yeah. So it's kind of it, 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 firstly Armour's beaten to the ball by um, Uh The ball comes to uh, uh, Bol Is bolwen oh, I can never get this one right. It's um, Lado he used to play for Notts County, isn't it? What's his name? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, him, he, uh, Baldwin. Baldwin got the ball on the right. Baldwin, Baldwin yeah. Baldwin, yeah. It's, a, it's a Dutch name. I do apologise. We're butchering it big time here. Um, he able to get back inside to Kwasi, Um And Armour and Robinson just stand off him a little bit too much, I think. And he's able to pick a spot. And Hurley didn't... I mean, you you had a better view because you were behind the goal, but it didn't look like Hurley had any chance, really. Just really well-placed shot and it's a goal. Yeah. Yeah, that's the reality of that one. Um, only real chance we had first half was that was for the first time a half decent free kick routine. <laughs> yeah. Because we we, we we were saying Martin was saying to me, I think when the free kick was given I was like, there's no point of even having this because we never score from <laughs> them. And then yeah. actually they tried some a difference and mocked it was I was suspicious about it because um the way they were both standing was if Dennis was gonna curl it with his right foot or Moxon was going to kill it. His left foot so fault. Well, they must be doing something here because there's no way they're going to hit it like that. As it was, Moxon lays it off to Dennis. Quick turn, and he absolutely smashed off the crossbar, didn't he? If that goes in, you'd say, brilliant. That routine. crossbar
1: will still be rattling now. That's how yeah. hard he hit it. Yeah. it I think absolutely cannoned off it.
0: Yeah, I don't think you realise sometimes how good of a long shot actually Dennis has on him. Yeah because yeah. his previous clubs he scored quite a lot of long range goals he hasn't managed to get one for us yet but he's you know he he does have a decent hit on him um but yeah that in terms of chances that was pretty much it i mean they nearly got a second when there was a mix up at the back between huntington and holy i have to say on this one and this having watched it back i think huntington's the one in the fault here holy I, comes out as far, pretty much as that fat. The time. yeah
1: i I think, I think i think both have a little element of it yeah. but slightly more Hunt than Holy
0: watching back there's an argument or maybe Hunt, Holy can come out and deal with it and kick it but the problem is yeah. Huntington's in the I, way and so is the I attacker think,
1: I, I think when it happened the both sort of shouted at each other then just like looked and nodded and went, yeah. I think you
0: know yeah I think Holy comes quite far today he can't come any further in terms of wanting to catch the ball Ho- Huntington shields it fairly well but then doesn't head it then Holy maybe he can kick it but then the argument there is that the problem is Huntington and the attacker are in the way and if he kicks it he probably kicks it against them and it could go into the back of the net as it was the ball came out to Ajiboy and he tried to chip it into the empty net um, but he chipped it onto the roof of that instead. Um, there was a few boos at half time you noticed that in your bit there seemed to be a few uh, dis- yeah a little bit
1: just, I don't think it was a booable performance it was just a
0: just, yeah, just a bit drab. There wasn't a lack of yeah. effort. It was just like, no, everyone no. just seemed to be a little bit off, didn't they? And into the second half. Big improvement, I'd say, second half. I mean, it wouldn't have taken much, to be fair, but um, Moxon had a dipping shot that was straight at the keeper's arms, really. He didn't really threaten him too much. Um, but actually, the big difference came from Patrick playing a bit further out wide, and actually, there was a great bit of um, play down the right from him to beat his man um, and put in a lovely low ball that I think again, you'll have had a better view of this than me. I had a side on view and it looked like it did. It looked like a defender clipped, just just gets a toe onto it, takes it away from the keeper and takes it just beyond the stretch of Ben Barkley at the far post for what would have been a tapping, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, it oh it was so close cause this came right across where I was mm. uh, I was stood just about ten yards past the post and even even my mate was like, How have I not got a notch on that, you know? Just, yeah. It was equivalent, it was similar to Gazzard in Euro 96.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, a, that, it was
1: that close.
0: Fairly similar, but it was, it was an important touch by the defender. I think there was another one as well on the left where um, Patrick made a mug out with the defender as well, but his cut back didn't find a player. Um, and then the own goal, um, A pretty straightforward, wasn't it really? Long throw in by Barkley, headed on by Charters, and, and Kizzy just didn't have time to get out of the way, did he, basically? It was so such no. close range, and you know, keeper was already going the other way and it just rolled into the back of the net for the, uh, for the equaliser. Um, they could have actually still won it though, Sutton at the end, didn't they, where, uh, Quasi had another chance to score. He, he slipped as he hit it and actually, Holy does really well to get fingertips on it because, because of the slip, it was really arrowing towards the corner, wasn't it? So, really good save there and then, um, yeah, that was it. Pretty much, you know, not not much else to talk about in terms of the game. There wasn't huge <laughs> no, no, There wasn't. <laughs> There's no real quality on display from either side. Really, yeah. I mean, occasional bits from Adjiboy looks a good player, doesn't he? He's one See, of those ones. You know,
1: if it, it was it was good having my mate with me. who was yeah. obviously completely independent, and he yeah. he'd already seen Sutton this season. Yeah, because unfortunately, he watches the trophy. We don't like to because yeah. Premier League fans, it, it's collecting grounds. I don't get. Yeah. You know. Yeah, which I can I can see that point of view. But I don't like yeah. it, but well, yeah. he 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 he. Uh, it's quite interesting because he, he said to me that he thought Dennis does a lot of hard work.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's unseen. Patrick is one of the most annoying players he's seen because he's got quality. He's got quality. That's the annoying thing. Yeah, there was, there was a couple of times where he put the afterburners on and created stuff. Well, I've got yeah. him as the
0: talking point in a minute, so we we'll can we can cover that. And, more.
1: and um, Garner, he was impressed with Garner when when he he came on, you know,
0: because
1: yeah. he was very intelligent some of his play. Yeah,
0: great. It's about that, isn't it? And you've got to use him right in. Yeah, there's a question up later on. I think in the preview bit as to whether he actually should be maybe starting against Bradford in the in the first leg, possibly. Well, I've
1: we to... I've got my opinion
0: on that. Right, yeah, so. well. well, we'll we'll see what that is in a bit. Um, Yes, I mean in terms of talking points. I mean, as you said, before, it's not wasn't pretty, but the job was done, wasn't it? You know, you know, no doubt. Yeah, that was uh, a poor performance, It was like
1: but... it was like a five minute period where we went from seventh to fifth when we yeah. scored, and you know there wasn't much going on. There wasn't much going on at most of the games anyway, was there?
0: Yeah, well, we've got a later round of going up, and like you said,
1: the, I, 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 watched the, drama. Uh, I watched the AFL highlights show the other night, mm. and they did it in. You know they do it in time yeah, formation yeah. across the games involved, yeah. and I think our division was the least.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, not those, There wasn't a huge amount of uh, jeopardy involved in the end, also really. So there you go. But, no. I mean, the most important thing done is though in this situation is didn't get beat, got the point we needed to get in, and even better, we we secured a home game in the uh, second yeah, leg. Yeah, second leg. Right? Yeah, and yeah, that, that that that's the only thing. Um, my next talking point, I've I titled here, who'd be a manager? Because that's a phrase you love to use on, yeah. on, the, on the pod. Often when you don't want to answer something <laughs> because you're like, you don't want to go into the detail of it. But you know what? I think you're absolutely right to say it today if you did. Because who would be a manager after that? Because there's a real dilemma for similar isn't it, in terms of what do you do with formations? We'll talk about what we think he should do in the preview, but just in terms of talking about what the position Simmer is in. It's tough because 3-5-2, he's relied on all season and it's... it's 3-5-2
1: has been the go-to and we switched to 4-3-3 mid-game to take advantage of stuff. I think the Salford game, 4-3-3, has put him off a little bit.
0: It has. But then there's, there's the question now is, at the moment, are we relying a little bit too much, especially with the absence of Mellish, on... Square-ish pegs. I'm not saying totally square pegs, but square-ish pegs in round holes to try and fit the the, the 3-5-2 because he clearly doesn't fancy Joel Sr. Ben Barkley
1: is not a right wing-back.
0: He's solid. He can do the defensive side of it, but the problem is he doesn't get forward enough and as a result, we rely heavily on going down the left-hand side. And the problem we had in this game with that was was Jack Robinson had an okay game, to be fair. I I thought he did okay again. Not quite as good as he did in his sub-appearance against Salford, but decent. But Jack Armour plays that left side centre-back role very differently to the way John Mellish does. He doesn't charge the the box. He gets into exactly the same areas that Robinson wants to be in, in terms of crossing the ball. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And that creates a little bit of an an overload, and it doesn't really work that well. The problem is... Barkley doesn't do that, that as much going down the right. Obviously, Whelan doesn't get forward in the same way down the right either. So we end up being very, very lopsided. And it's very much the ball's coming down the left a lot, isn't it?
1: When Robinson came, he was described as a left-back, a left centre-back.
0: Yeah. I, don't. Mm. I, I I, think, personally, I think he's probably a better crosser of the ball than Armour. From what I've seen in the yeah. few appearances he's made. He looks like he's got a bit more of a whip on it. Didn't quite see it as much against Sutton, but we definitely seen it in other games. But <coughs> I feel like... I kind of feel like Armour's much more adapted to that left-wing-back role now. Yeah. That is his role. He knows he his place up,
1: in the system because he's played a exactly.
0: season. So that, it's a big question for him, I think, isn't it? Do you go for 3 3 and maybe? <sighs> Barkley suits it a bit better playing as the right-back rather than a right-wing-back. Um Or do you bring senior in and just say, right, we're going to go with that? Or do you go Gibson at right wing back? Or do you. Because I think I'd like to see Gibson playing on the wing if we're playing a 4 3 3. But these are things we can debate in the preview section aren't the Dan? But yeah, Yeah. it's, as you say, he would be a manager, eh? You know, (laughs) it's just, it's, it's, it's a tough one for him. The Amari Patrick question is another one. It's a tough one. You mentioned there about your mate saying, you know, frustrating play and he is a frustrating player. I don't think there's any doubt about that there was a
1: 10 there was a 10 minute spell in the second half where he had them on toast yeah he absolutely was scorching them
0: I and and then Simo took him off I was stood
1: there thinking why haven't he done that for the first 50 minutes as soon as he got the ball there was shit scared of him
0: I've got some thoughts on that Simo took him off not long after that didn't he and I think Simo took him off there thinking right I want to keep him fresh for the playoff games I don't want to risk anything here. There's no point in doing anything stupid. He looked best because at that point because he, it feels like tactically he'd been told, right, just stick out wide. Don't worry about playing as a striker. Denno can do that himself up front. We'll get players in around him. You you just stick out wide. And he drifted out from left. He drifted out to right. And he... I just don't think he suits at the moment. Especially without melishing the team. I don't think he suits playing as that central striker I think he suits being out wide, he gives us that wide option now, which actually Melish has been giving us playing as left side centre back. Which is why I'm as you say in the previous section, that I'm edging towards the idea of four free free for the game on on, Friday, on Sunday night. Because I feel like that's how you get the best out of him. He's an enigma, isn't he? But there's no doubt when he's on his game like that ten minute period, he's unplayable, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, you just you just can't you yeah. can't cope with him. Um I can't think of any more talking points. I mean, in terms of armour at left centre-back, how do you feel he got on? Uh, six out of ten sort of thing. It wasn't
1: yeah.
0: terrible, but... Below probably his usual standard, isn't it? Which, you know, he's playing yeah, in a position. Yeah. That's fair enough, to be fair. Um, I thought I thought Alfie had a good game in midfield again. You know, I think he looked our only real threat, actually, first half, to be fair, going forward. And, and like you said, Dennis did a lot of running as well in... I'm kind of glad he got taken off after a bit as well just to keep him fresh for the playoff game so that's what you're hoping in terms of the Sutton away day obviously we did it last season Dan Um, wasn't a great day out better result this time not as great performance but you know just as good as it can be what's your thoughts in terms of how they've improved it you obviously went down the night before didn't you and then sounded like uh, half of Sutton have been taken over by Carlisle fans for the evening.
1: Yeah, uh I went in three or four pubs and there was Carlisle fans in everyone, little groups here and there and Sutton's actually got quite a nice little town centre, there's mm. several pubs, you know, food options couple of hotels, you know it, it's not the worst place I've, I've been uh, the Wemerspoons was obviously busy on the morning of the match, a lot of people mm-hmm. headed for there uh, and it, it's only a 10-15 minute walk down to the ground so yeah, I must give a shout out though. Uh, probably the best stewards I've 100%. encountered in a way and for a, a good while.
0: Yeah, really friendly, really, really helpful. Like, because we 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 got to the well, we got in, we went to the fan zone that's behind the main stand, which I'll be honest was a bit of shit. <laughs> they, they didn't have any beer on pump left. They, they don't. It was literally just bottles of Miretti. So, um, so we went there and then we wandered round and we got in a little bit late. We queued for ages for a drink. I used to get one and then we basically. Um, we came in just after they'd done the National Anthem. Um, yeah. And we took one look at the stand we're like, bloody hell, how are we getting in that? Because <laughs> it was packed and there was... It, it, it's a better stand than it was last season. It's a bit steeper, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, you know, the yeah. The seating's better on the I design. think
1: a few people have only been able to buy seats and they went on the tennis.
0: Yeah, I, I get a feeling that because there was a few empty seats and we sort of looking, we're like, yeah. well, how on earth are we supposed to get? Because the... the, the the stairways weren't clear as well. So that that's one slight issue. But to be fair, the steward said to us, "said Look, there's that terracing on the side. You haven't actually got tickets for it, but just go over there. We'll we'll message ahead and they'll let you in. And we they come around like, yeah, yeah, come in, get yourself a space, and yeah, re- really friendly, really helpful. Yeah, that's the way it should be. You know, the, the amount of a- you deal with when you when you go to games like this. You know, it, it, it's just nice to actually." actually meet someone's that you know happy to be do, doing the job I suppose it helps that there's not a huge amount of riding on the game it's not quite as tense but, but there you go um, anything else you want to talk about from the game Dan uh,
1: no uh, I'll, I will now vow never to go to Sutton again like I did last season
0: until we play them on the final day of ho- the season ho- next season
1: ho- hopefully that, that vow
0: manages to stick this time mm-hmm Yes, that's that's what we're hoping for, isn't it? Well, with any luck, we won't be going there. We'll be going to Charlton next season, maybe? Fingers crossed. You never know. Um, We're not getting ahead of ourselves, unlike some Bradford City players, though, are we? Um, Right. League Two Roundup. There's not a huge amount to cover here, Dan, because the drama in the automatic promotion race was pretty brief, wasn't it, for this one? Um, Northampton Town, they uh, got over the trauma of last season in Secured a top three spot thanks to a one nil win at Tranmere. Um, they took the lead after five minutes through a brilliant Sam Hoskins goal. If you haven't seen it, go and go and check it out. Really good volley, um, and never relinquished it from that point, did they? Really, it's it was kind of like oh, Sky had the that game and the Stockport game on live, and you know the excitement was killed off straight away, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, uh, it was a bit of a dumb squib in the end, and. Stockport didn't help themselves by missing
0: that late penalty, did they? Well, yeah, they they only managed a 1-1 draw against Hartlepool United. Obviously, Hartlepool already relegated this season. They did take the yeah. lead in that one. Um, but then um, Hartlepool equalised and um, Ben Killip, the Hartlepool goalkeeper, had an absolute blinder, basically, if you haven't seen some of the saves he's made. For a keeper who's yeah, yeah. known for a rick as well, I mean, that's Stockport must have been fuming, like, come on. Surely for once, you could put one of your usual performances in. But um, yeah, they missed the penalty in injury time, which wouldn't have made a huge amount of difference anyway, because obviously Tranmere would still went on to win the game 1-0. But there's a funny video of uh, the Tranmere bench celebrating when they get the news through that Stockport have missed the penalties, <laughs> knowing that you know, yeah. the chances are increased again. So, uh, so yeah, Stockport had to settle for a draw, and obviously that means they finished in fourth place. Um, Salford had a bit of a nervy end to the season though, didn't they? Um, yeah uh, Mansfield nearly caught them didn't they well it was a 1-0 defeat they suffered at home against Gillingham we we both kind of thought this was a tough game for them to finish the season on isn't it because Gillingham I think are the second best side uh, since the turn of the year behind Stockport so the smart money next season would be on money on them to go up wouldn't it I think from from League 2 because you'd imagine they're only going to strengthen further in the summer through the the new owners who've put a bit of money into them so uh, they're the top tip for next season hopefully we won't be competing with them. Um so yeah, they, they lost one nil and Mansfield, if they could have got one more goal, would have gone ahead of them on goals scored, wouldn't they? So yeah. they they were one I think they were two behind no one behind on goal difference in the end, because they they only won two nil at Colchester. They actually scored in like the ninety seventh minute or ninety sixth minute, I think, and there was there was like eight minutes added on at Colchester. Yeah, there put, was
1: a long, long Wait, wasn't
0: long, for, long in the time. so yeah so that that completed the uh, the job really obviously Bradford we'll talk about in a minute they drew 1-1 with Leighton Orient but I mean they, they were always pretty comfortable in that I think weren't they really so Orient were really pushing so everyone was happy with the result so there you go uh, that sums it up for the first half then Dan we'll take a short break and then we'll be back to look ahead to the first leg of the playoffs
1: Hi I'm John Halpin and you're listening to the Brunton Bugle
0: be helping us out there uh, at the halftime break. Dan, uh, yes, preview time. Playoff preview time. Oh, that's exciting, isn't it, really? It's a long time since we've been able to do this. Um, yeah, how are you feeling? Just, just before we get into some of the nitty-gritty and stuff, are you nervous ahead of these, or are you kind of like, you know what, we've had a brilliant season considering what happened last season and last recent years. Let's just enjoy it. Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: just see what happens
0: simple as that <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah at the end of the day I think Simo sort of summed up hasn't he when the way he said that look the three teams are playing their playoffs their budget dwarfs ours doesn't it really you know that they can spend a huge amount more on wages than we can so to be where we are brilliant amazing achievement let's see if we can kick on and maybe get that that one more game added on top possibly and then who knows? From there, there you go. Uh, we've not got up behind enemy lines uh, for this week. Um, we just the quick turn around and trying to fit something in just hasn't been possible. So we're not going to be speaking to any Bradford fans out of the game. Dan's just been chatting with them on their message board instead, of you? And winding them up, I suppose. So uh, best way to do it. No,
1: I've just been re- just been reading it.
0: You've been reading it oh, I thought you've been yeah, yeah. chatting with no, them. No, no, no,
1: just reading it. Yeah, fair dudes, fair dudes.
0: Um, right, Dan, I've got a question of the week for you. It's playoff related. Right. This week. Oh, dear. So I think you'll do well with this one. I don't think you'll find it too tough to be fair. It's a good one for the listeners as well. So um, this weekend's game will be our 10th game in the playoffs and across all yeah. the playoff competitions we took part in, including the National League or conferences it was back then. So yeah. in those previous nine games, we have had nine different goal scorers score for us in those games. Oh, Can God. you name all nine of them? There's actually 10 different, really, but one of them was an own goal from Jordan Moore Taylor in the game against Exeter at Brunton Park. So I'm not counting that one because, you know, who's going to remember that? So so that I think Nicky Adams played a cross in and the play put in his own net, didn't he? So, um, so there you go. So uh, nine different goals. What I'd say is actually one of those goal scorers has scored twice, but nine different goal scorers.
1: Right. Let's think about this. I'm going to go backwards in time. Mm -hmm. Exeter away. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Kennedy and... Or Sullivan. Yes. Home game. Home game. Home game. You know, Sullivan scored the home game as well.
0: He did. It was a it was a, a cross shot that lobbed over the keeper from the touchline. Right.
1: Uh, and the own goal was in that game wasn't the it? own goal was in
0: that game as well. So there's another goal. There's one goal
1: more scorer from that game. Yeah. Uh t- 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 I think who else scored in that game?
0: The famous picture I'll, of him. I'll
1: get, I'll, get, I'll get the easy ones out of the way from the conference here. It was Livesey and Billy at home, and yeah. Mur- uh, Murphy at... Stoke. Stoke, yeah. yeah. Got them. Uh, what are the years uh, is it then? So there's ninety three, ninety four. So who, oh, who scored at Wickham away? What was the other year again?
0: And uh 8 07, 08.
1: 07, 08, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh 07, 08 was uh, Leeds away, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And that was Graham and Bridge Wilkinson.
0: Yes, Danny Graham's arse scored one of the yeah. goals.
1: Yeah, and Bridge Wilkinson. And we didn't score at
0: home. So, missing, so, what have I got? I've got Wickham one, one from Wickham and one from the home game against Exeter. The Exeter one is quite a. There's the well, one not famous, but it's quite a, there's a picture of the player running away celebrating this goal. Cause I think it was the equaliser to make it 3 3. Uh, oh. I'm going to have to push for time soon. Because we can yeah, time well, instead, it'll,
1: just tell us. It'll, it's got to come to us, especially the Wickham one.
0: So, I mean, the Wiccan one was a penalty. Uh, I'll give you a little clue there. No, I'll just say it. My
1: head's gone.
0: Simon Davey. Ah, yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. And the game against um, Exeter. He was a striker. Didn't score too many around about that time, but he was a good little player. Sean Miller.
1: Oh, yeah, Sean Miller. header at the yeah. far
0: post. But it was a really, really good goal, that one. But there you go. So there you go. So that's the list. Simon Davies against Wickham in 93-94. Livesey and Billy against Aldershot. And then uh, Murphy against Stevenage in the final in oh four oh five, In oh seven oh eight. Graham and Bridge Wilkinson against Leeds in the away leg. And then the home leg against Exeter was a uh, Jordan Moore-Taylor-owned goal and John O'Sullivan and Sean Miller. And then the away game was... Jason Kennedy and John O'Sullivan. So there you go. That's the nine different goal scorers, Carlisle goal scorers at least, for games in the playoffs. So I'll see. Uh, hopefully, everyone could have got good uh, scores in that one. Um, let's get into it then, Dan. Referee for the game on Sunday night is Ross Joyce from Cleveland. Um, it's Joyce's eighth season as an EFL referee. He's taken charge of 29 games so far this season, handing out 116 yellows and six red cards. Last season, he handed out 113 yellow and eight red cards in 37 games. Uh, The last United game he took charge of was the 1-0 win at Rochdale earlier this year. There wasn't a huge amount of controversy in that game. Maybe, possibly, he could have punished um, J.K. Garner for a stray arm in that game. (laughs) Sounds quite familiar, doesn't it, really? So you've got to be careful with that, J.K. But obviously, he's not available for this one. Um, Interestingly, there's actually a reserve assistant referee for this one. So I think they're sort of covering themselves off because it's on telly and stuff. They don't want to be embarrassed by a referee being injured and someone from the crowd having to come in and stuff, which is, you know, I always enjoy that. It's always fun, isn't it, to see someone coming from the crowd doing that. Um, 59th meeting between the two sides, 21 United wins, 15 draws, and 22 wins for the Bantams. Bradford City, Dan. Um, I mean, they've had a slight wobble at the end of the season, haven't they? Um, In the last six games. But... When you look at their overall form, other than Stockport, they are one of the form teams coming into this, aren't they, really? When I mean, you look at it, because they've if you go back far enough, they've only had two defeats in the last sixteen games. Or if you want to go back to the last twenty two games, only three defeats, so you know, they're not a side that's beaten easily, are they?
1: No, no, they're a, they're a strange team. That's what they are. Yeah. A strange team.
0: I mean if if you're looking
1: they'll, 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 they'll chuck a good result in follow follow up with a bad result
0: yeah it,
1: it's
0: it's a very odd one isn't it i mean i'm looking down at the the squad again here and there's a lot of quality in there but there's also a lot of like It's pretty pretty average him isn't he sort of plays in there isn't there as well yeah
1: the, the... I, I've got a couple of mates who follow them and they just can't work themselves out. So what chance have we got? You
0: know? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, the obvious one to start with is the, one of the ex-blues, Andy Cook. I mean, his goal-scoring record this season is quite phenomenal, isn't it, really? And actually, he has got what, he finished the season with 28 goals out of the 61 that they scored in the league. Nearly half of their goals coming from him. They are heavily reliant on him, aren't they?
1: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, completely. Uh, I, I think the next goal scorer is. Uh, what
0: did I read? They're not on many anyway. Yeah, I think he's chipped him about seven or eight assists as well. So, he's, you know, he's a good target man in terms of that stuff as well. And, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he's not the most pleasing on the eye footballer sometimes, Andy, but he's so effective at this level, isn't he? He's just a big battering ram and he just. His finishing's clearly very good. Um, Don't want to tempt fate, but, you know, he's not scored against us yet but um, yeah apologies yeah touch what I know I've completely jinxed that one now Um, but yeah is it one of those ones where you you just try and mark him out the game or do you, you just try and stick to your own game with this one Uh,
1: he scores lots of goals
0: doesn't score against us though does he like I said we've both just put the complete jinx on it haven't yeah, we but yeah. in terms but... of like yeah
1: He's got. To, he's got to be up against Paul Huntington,
0: isn't he? Yes. In fact, that's a fair point. Actually, Huntington wasn't available for the game at Bradford City, was he? He he mm-hmm. he'd injured himself in the game before uh, for the for the away leg, and you know, Huntington had a great game in the game at Borough Park. Obviously, scored the goal, that the won the game. So that'll hopefully help us a little bit more because Feeney did pretty well in that game down at uh, Valley Parade. But actually. What Cook then realised, he sort of peeled off and started targeting Barkley a bit more, and that actually gave him a little bit more joy in terms of the aerial side of it. So, I do wonder if the case of just Huntington will deal with Cook, and the other two can pick out who's around them really, and then that—that's that, the challenge. There. I mean, I'm looking at the last lineup. Um, it looks like, um, Jamie Walker and Scott Banks be playing either side of. Um, is Scott Banks, isn't it? Sorry, i just double-checking his name there. Yeah, Scott Banks, the lad, of, I don't know, from Palace. Yeah, it looks like those two were sort of either side of um, Cook, weren't they? So the job would be on... Um, I was going to say Feeney there, but he's not Feeney. Obviously, Barkley and... Well, not Barkley, sorry, Whelan and Armour, if we went with the same formation we did against um, Sutton to deal with them, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's... I know we said it earlier, who'd be a manager. It's, I really
0: don't know. I really don't know. It's a tough one to judge. I mean, it it, it It looks like, it looks like they're playing a, a 4-3-3 at the moment. So it's where we go match up against that, maybe, or we, you know, we'll we'll talk about what we think the formation should be anyway, soon. Um, Mark Hughes, their manager, certainly a combative character. It's fair to say, always has been throughout his whole career, both as a player and a a boss. Um, Do you think he's done a decent job there, all things considered? Um,
1: I think because of the size of the club and he's a big name, some people may have expected him to do better, but he's still finished in the top seven.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then, like I said... They've ended the season very strongly as well in terms of the form. They've clearly picked up a bit. I, I, I think he gets a little bit of undeserved stick, maybe. I think a bit more stick than he probably deserves. There's probably things he should have done better with them. But I think with the squad he's got and what he's been able to bring in and stuff, and actually, they're probably about where they should be, really. I think, I know there were second favourites going into the season, but Bucky's, again, as you say, Dan, they just take one look and go, big club, big manager, yeah, big crowds. They're going to be right up there, aren't they? Whereas they had a quite a, had quite a big job to turn around from last season, didn't they? Because when we look back to last season, where did they finish? They finished what 14th, yeah. You know? So they they weren't. It's not like they just missed out on the playoffs last season and then they're going to kick on to get to, to promotion. It, it was always going to be tough. And and it, they are a very, as you said, they're a very demanding set of fans, aren't they?
1: Yeah. Um, like I said, I've been reading a lot on their them and. Yeah there's a very wide range of views, which is to be expected with a big fan base. Yeah. But I get the feeling with some of them, there's a bit of a sense of we're too good for this division, where a lot of them are like, no, we're not, we're in this division because yeah. we are, just deal with it. It's, it's, uh... And obviously, I'm, they get the good crowds. I mean, don't get me wrong, the catchment area is big, but they're, they're able to price uh, competitively. I mean, I think every year they say they sell, what, 16,000. Yeah. 16,000 don't, yeah. don't turn up every week. They don't turn up every week because they're that cheap. and just get counted anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: But, uh, no, I mean, let's be honest. Bradford City shouldn't be in League Two. They should she, be in the Championship, really. The size well, of the club. Certainly, top-end League One into the Championship. Yeah, yeah definitely. But they're, they're there because they are. And, yeah. you know, the majority of them appreciate that. It's, yeah. you know, I mean... You, well,
0: you look at you'd rather see Bradford City go up than a Stevenage, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, but you'd rather see go than Bradford. Oh, <laughs> yeah, naturally. But
0: that's just football, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. In terms, of, I mean, we've talked about this squad a bit this season. Any other players other than Cook that you'd pick out there that you know catch your eye in the uh, Bradford squad this season? Uh. Richie Smallwood was the big one in the summer, wasn't he? He Yeah, Smallwood
1: was the name in the summer, but I think he's had a bit of a... Up-down
0: season, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. He was
0: very good against us in the game down at Bradford, actually, to be fair. I was quite impressed with him in that Yes, he was, he was. He was really good in that one. (coughs) I mean, J.B. Walker looks a very good player. What we saw him at the end of last season, that final game of the season, when he played his last game as a low knee before he signed permanently. Um, Yeah, other than that, I mean, defensively... um, I think there's weaknesses there. I think that can be exploited. Do you? Uh, potentially. Yeah, it, 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 it's. I, I just I, I look at that defense and I, it doesn't strike me as that's one of the most solid defenses in 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 league 2, Personally, I, I feel like there's there's definitely a chance there to get at them possibly, and you know, the, yeah, it's gonna be tough for us because obviously our form's dropped off a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. um but we'll have to see. Um
1: it got even, to... But, but but it's it, it's a fresh game, isn't it? There's no Exactly. You know, it's 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 two two legs. It's league standings don't count anymore. They're just two
0: one off exactly. games. Exactly. And and as we've seen before, they can be chaotic these uh playoff games. Um gotta give a little mention to uh some comments after Bradford's draw against Lane Orient to their defender Brad Halliday. Have you seen these, Dan? Yes. So the exact phrase he said, and this is from Simon Parker, who's the reporter for the Telegraph and Argus uh, newspaper. Um, And he quotes, The two legs will be two big crowds, and when we go to Wembley, it'll be even bigger. And Parker says, It wasn't a slip of the tongue, but a statement of confidence from Brad Halliday. It's also quite a good team talk for Paul Simpson, isn't it?
1: (laughs) You you pin it up on the wall, don't
0: you? Yeah, I, look, I you know, planes are going to be confident. You know, that's that's, yeah, that's yeah. fine. It's no going you, but...
1: you know, he's he's
0: trying he's trying to uh, yeah, you
1: know, he's just trying to be confident and gee that G's teammates up. But
0: but it can, you know, it can, that can, it can, the one thing he can do is really gee up the opposition because I certainly the one thing I'll say about Paul Simpson he's certainly not. Arrogant enough to think that we're definitely there, we're definitely going to the final. He knows it's going to be tough, doesn't he? You know that he's been very careful in the way he words it, and it's interesting. So I, like I had a look at a couple of the Bradford Forum post things and on Twitter and stuff, and some of them were saying like this has um, sort of it's, it's a reminiscing of back in I think the nineties when they played against Blackpool in the playoffs, possibly in League One. Uh well, what was this? Would have been the second division back then. I think it would have been, um, and. In the match program for the second leg against Blackpool, they had an advert for buses for Wembley. So, yeah. literally, the managers handed out all around the program, says, "See that? They think they're already there. Let's beat them." Bradford yeah. went and beat them, I think. Basically, I think mean, that's. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you have to be careful with these things sometimes, don't you? Yes, right. yes, you have to be organised behind the scenes in case. Yes, yes. But because like, I've seen a few people times the fact. I've seen a few people because we put the ticket details out like an hour or two after the um, the what you call it the
1: the, full the game
0: full time is certain, and people saying like oh they're very quick with them it's like well yeah like the cl- every club will be, who's possibly going to be in the playoffs will all speak to each other and say right this is what you're getting if we get there they probably send the batches of tickets in fact I know from memory they send batches of tickets up because we were involved in a discussion about it in 2011-12 when we still had a possible chance of the last day of the playoffs so you get sent different batches of tickets and told right if you need to use them these are what you can use it's all agreed beforehand there's no like panic suddenly as soon as the game's gone is it you've got to plan these things ahead Wembley will already be sorted you know for both teams you'll you'll know what your allocations are going to be
1: all all the four secretaries from the playoff teams will have been on and well all Mansfield as well will have been
0: involved God, imagine for them, preliminary <laughs> basic plumbing you know yeah exactly exactly it must be gussing for them <laughs> not involved now um yes right let's let's talk about United then Dan um so obviously going into this one injury wise uh Brendan Dickinson and Toby Show Silver are both back in training now but they're not they're probably not going to feature this season Simo's been fairly clear that he doesn't want to risk Dickinson isn't he I think for this um other than that, uh, I've heard Jack Ellis is back in training, possibly. Very light training, but again, he's not going to be back in time for the end of the season. We understand now Morgan Feeney could be available for the playoff final if needs be.
1: Yeah, Finn back and. Finn back as well. Uh,
0: yeah, Finn
1: back tweeted a picture of uh, his boots on and a ball last week. Uh, I mean,
0: you know, as much as you don't maybe want to throw people and stuff like that, if he's available for the final, I pick him. <laughs> I pick him straight away because straight away, you've got so much better balance in that team, don't you? I think, you know, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Yeah. But if, if we got to that position, I 100% would. Um, sadly, Jamie Devitt is now done for four months, which is a real, real shame for him. Isn't yeah,
1: it? Uh, he, he posted up on his socials a picture from his uh, post-operation. Uh, obviously, everyone sends a wishes to him. Yeah. Uh, well, whilst he hasn't featured as much this season, his... Uh, He's certainly been a key part of the squad, you know. And yeah. I think it's important to remember that it's not just the the eleven on yeah. the pitch; it's it, it's 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 squad of twenty five.
0: There's, and there's nothing worse. You know, cause there's always
1: people injured. There's always people on the bench out of form, suspended.
0: And there's nothing worse in those situations when you've got players in the squad taking, you know, in the dressing room, not involved in stuff, when they're bad eggs and they really stink out the room and really, you know, they their attitude really brings everyone down someone like Jamie Devy, you've got someone there who clearly eggs them up you know he really gets them all on doesn't he you know he gets them mm-hmm. going and that that's a big part of any squad and to be fair it looks like that with everyone Mick Kelly looks really really like he's enjoyed his season you know he hasn't played a league game for us and yet there he is you know he's he's, he's really a big part of it so you know he might not be here next season but you might go away with a playoff winners medal <laughs> you know that's just the, the reality of it um, yeah so in terms of out on loan obviously Max Killsby's not going to be available still for now yeah um, and suspended for this one. John Mellish has got two more games to go on his ban. Uh, and J.K. Gordon's going to miss the first leg, but he'll be back for the second leg. Um, so come on then, Dan. Dilemma. 4-3-3 or 3-5-2. 5-3-2, whatever you want to call it. I'm really, really 50-50.
1: I'm the same. Because the same. there's pros and cons for both, isn't
0: there? Ooh. Absolutely. I, I, I'm... The thing I can't get out of my head about this is what we said earlier about the fact that Barclays not really a right wing-back. No. Having him in the team, he does a solid job. Defensively, perfectly fine playing that role. He's good.
1: But he's not going to go bombing down the wing, is he?
0: And that's the whole point of having
1: Don't get me wrong, he will now and again, but it's not going to be as pretty or effective, is it? No,
0: certainly not on the same level that that the jack-arm does down the other side. And... That leaves you, like I said, it leaves you lopsided. And the whole point of having wing backs is that they they get up and down, they 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 causing problems on both sides. And when we had Finn Back doing it and Armour on the other side, we attacked down both wings, and you know, we'd have Gibson drifting out wide to help him uh, back on on the right, and then on the left you'd have John Mellif bombing forward as the the overlapping um, centre back or underlapping centre back, and then you could effectively drop to be a a back four at the back where you know Feeney and um, Huntington drop it in to be two centre backs. So. You know, we're in a situation with injuries and suspension. We don't really have the options. So, let's say we're going 3-5-2 initially. Let, let's look at it that way. What, what what do you go with for this? Do you bring Gibson maybe into play as a wing-back? Drop Barkley to be the one of the centre-backs?
1: I... Uh, Debated that one, and mm. Gibson at Bradford, you know, as well always bit a needle, he'd wind them up a bit. Yeah. Uh, but then you're potentially talking of Whelan at left centre back, which hasn't been great. Could play Barkley there. That's an option. Mm, yeah.
0: If you're going three-five-two, is what I'd do. I'd go. I'd put Gibson as my right wing back. And yeah, I'd... I think I would. I'd get Armour back to being my left wing back. Yeah. And like you said, I with my back free, I would go with um, Whelan as the right side at Huntington as the centre and then put Barkley on the left. I know it's, I know yeah, it's risky, yeah. you don't play, but the, the thing is, you're probably not... They're not going to attack in the same way anyway, those ones. The only other option is, like you said before, maybe you try Jack Robinson there, possibly. You know, you can get it's forward. It's a big He's, ask for the lad, though, isn't it? It's a huge ask. It's a huge ask. This is the dilemma, isn't it? <sighs> it's just so frustrating that John's not available because if John's available, it's it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? You know, you go with that, don't you? But um, yes, yeah, so I'd get, I'd do that. And then your midfield, as it was, you know, Moxon, and Guy and and then up front, Dennis, probably yeah, and Patrick, I'd say, because you know, I'd, I'd imagine he'd be up for it against against Bradford. If you go 4 3 3, what do you do then? Uh, if you go 4 3 3, I would
1: probably. You probably have Barkley as your right back. He's mm-hmm. not going to be attacking as much. Uh, Whelan, Huntington, Armour.
0: Yeah.
1: Your midfield three, three picks itself. Yeah. Then you probably. T- I'd probably go Patrick and Gibson.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I agree with you. I think. I know this is an extra bad and You think, oh, you know, you don't want them to get riled up by the crowd. But actually, they'll rile the crowd up and that's that's not a bad thing, you know. They'll, they'll get With Dennis starting going. and then you substitute Edmonton and Garner, aren't they? So you would start Dennis over Garner in this one?
1: Yeah. I I like Garner coming off the bench at the moment.
0: I, I think I'd maybe start Garner, you know. I think I'd possibly yeah. start Garner in this one. First leg... Try and keep it tight. Try and hold onto the ball a bit more up front. Get Gibson and Patrick around him, picking up the balls and McCallman pushing on a, a bit as well. And then maybe you can bring Dennis on for your last 15 minutes if you're trying to chase a goal when it gets a bit more chaotic. That person what I do. And then I probably start Dennis for the second leg, strangely enough, because we are at home and I think you've got to go for a goal a bit more. So it, but, yeah, it, it's it, it's a tough one for Simo, you know. I, I, I don't... I really don't... You know, we always say this, but I really don't envy his decision to make this week because it, it there must be a lot of thought going into it because we did well in that first half at Bradford last time round, but the second half, it was very much back to the one We had Mellish available then as well. That's what you remember as well. So, yeah, tough. Very, very tough decisions to be made. Um... In terms of going into this game, Dan, our form—are you concerned? I mean, it's one of those ones where, as you said before, it is very much form goes a little bit out of the window for the place, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, the playoffs—they're great to watch. The horrid when you're in them, aren't they? Yeah, I mean that that Exeter, Exeter two legs showed that.
0: Yeah, you know that, that, that was like a roller fun. coaster. Yeah, I, I feel better than I do, you know, when we went into that game against Exeter last time, back in 2016-17, um, to so those playoffs, we got a brilliant result on the last day to get in there, didn't we? Basically, when you look yeah, back at yeah. it. you know. But actually, if you look at our overall form going into that, we'd only won three of our last, like, 15 or something like that. Now, I know actually going into this one, we've only, I think, won maybe two of our last... However many, I'm just trying to get the I'm flicking between the results from the two seasons right now. <laughs> um yeah, we've only won two of our last maybe ten, I think. But actually we've only lost three games at that time. We've drawn quite a few, and actually if you go back even beyond that, we had four wins in a row. So I I feel we're not getting battered. We're not scoring as many goals, but we're not getting battered by anyone. You know, Salford scored the three, yeah, but it was that was just a chaotic game. Beyond that, we've kept so many clean sheets, we've been so tight. I feel a bit more confident going into this. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. It's,
1: so I, I think we're a better team than we were last time.
0: Yes, definitely. 100%. I think it, the only problem we've got is the injuries. That, that's the only problem. The yeah, injuries yeah, and the. Yeah, and yeah. the. Yeah. It, it's not it's even so much. It's not even so much the injuries. It's the fact that the injuries are all the. You know, down the bloody right side. You know, that, that that's mm. really killed us and given, removed an option from that area, hasn't it, really? But there you go. Um, right then should we do predictions dad we didn't get any points last week shock horror because no one predicted yeah. a 1-1 draw or an own goal did they so what are you going for
1: oh I really don't know I'm going to go a tight 2-1 win okay I'm going to go for Dennis
0: and Garner Ooh, right okay uh, I'm going to go oh, I feel like it's going to be goals but I I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw. Goals for Gibson and Patrick. The ultimate wind-up <laughs> goal scorers. Right, uh, here's Mike's prediction sent from uh, from the Sun in Miami. I think he's over there. Isn't he at the moment? He's in Miami. Or Florida, anyway. He's over in Florida yeah. on holiday. So here's uh, here's Mike's predictions.
1: I'm going to go for a hard-fought 0-0 draw.
0: Yes, cheers for that, Mike. Certainly enjoying himself, isn't he? I'm sure he's going to try and find somewhere to watch the uh, the first leg um, this week. I think he's back for the second leg. I don't know if he's working or not, but he's yeah, he's certainly back for it. Um, right, Dan, X files and not not a huge amount to round up for the end of the season. No, the season
1: obviously coming uh, coming uh, along, but there's still uh, the odd bits. Uh, the weekend, couple of doubles. Uh, mm. Jack Marriott scored twice. for Fleetwood. They ended the season with a two-all draw against his old side, Ipswich. He'll have Mm. enjoyed that. Uh, Cole Stockton scored two. Brace for the third game in a row. But it wasn't enough to stop Markham losing 3-2 at Exeter. Uh, This You've actually missed one here. Well, No,
0: I haven't because I've gone back and checked it and it's been given to someone else. Because you put down that he'd score for them. It's weird because the Scottish goals quite often get disputed. I've yeah, yeah, noticed yeah, that yeah. quite a lot actually.
1: Yeah. Uh, former defender Peter Grant, he put his ball in his own net for Dumbarton as a drew one-all at Stranraer. He was actually credited with the goal, but yeah. well, obviously it's since change. Uh, that yeah. that does happen a little bit. Yeah. He
0: was booked as well then, and he was hooked at half-time. Yeah, so he had, a, yeah, yeah. A great he had day, quite really. the first half. Yeah,
1: yeah uh, A little bit of promoted and relegated. Uh, the Plymouth Contingent Cosgrove, Gillespie, Schumacher became champions. Yeah. Uh we, we forgot to mention Jordan Marshall at Dundee. Oh, yeah. You? Yeah. Congrats to him. Uh Jack Sowerby got promoted with uh, Northampton. Mm. Uh relegated out of League One. Simu Genoa and Stockton from Morecambe. Yeah. And Joshua Curdy, uh Milton Keynes. It's a bit harsh because he's He's been out most of the season. I think he's got an ACL or something, hasn't yeah, he?
0: Yeah, some sort of bad knee but, injury. But he he's away. technically
1: is MK, so I think his um,
0: contract's up at Rotherham as well. You know, possibly this year. So I'd imagine. Um,
1: gonna, yeah. Speaking of contracts, retained and released lists have started popping out. Yeah. Because we're in the playoffs, what we've decided is we're going to keep an eye on them over the next couple of weeks, make a note of all the yeah. uh, the ex-Carlisle, and then. Once our season is completed, be it after the semis or after any final, when we release ours, we'll do an episode where we cover our list and then we'll mention, you know, that can be the ex Blues for for that episode. So yeah, definitely we'll have We're we'll ar- we'll already that. making notes. There's been we're, quite a few already, hasn't? We're it?
0: already making notes of some interesting potential targets, well, haven't we? Really, you know, that'll be good Possibly, for, the, yeah. for the for yeah. the summer episode, obviously, when we do one of those ones. But there you go. Uh, well, that's it then, Dan. That's it for this preview episode for the playoffs. Oh, I'm going to start getting nervous when Sunday night gets closer, aren't I? It's going to be a, it's going to be a very, very tense one. That one, I think it's fair to say. I can, I can't wait that. I mean, to play in front of a big crowd like that as well, you know, in a big occasion, it's going to be very, very exciting. When you consider where we were last season, it's a remarkable achievement, isn't it, to get ourselves to that oh, stage?
1: Oh, course it is. Like I said, lords, if if you were offered fifth place on the first of August, you'd snapped hands off, wouldn't you?
0: Well, the amount of people who writ us off last summer. You know, we didn't, we 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 as usual predicted we'd finish in the playoffs. We always do that, don't we? So we actually got it right for once. So there you go. Um, yeah. So we'll be. actually well, I should say thanks once again to our sponsor, the London Branch, for their support this season. Always hugely appreciated. Um, they didn't. I didn't get a, a pub through in time for this one. Actually, in terms of uh, where drinking beforehand, but I think last time it was the Bradford Arms, wasn't it? That's usually yeah. the pub that we we end up going to. It's just on the way to the ground. It's fairly easy to find. I think um, the pubs will be a tad busy, mate. Oh, they will, they will. You know, we've, I've, yeah. I've, I'm I'm driving, so I won't be drinking anyway, so it's uh, not too much of a concern for me. Yeah. Um, it sounds like quite a lot of our fans are going to be driving, actually, because there's been some issues with buses, Yeah, there's so. been a
1: few bus issues with uh, a few
0: folk. Yeah, real shame, that, but there you go. Mm. Um, so, yeah, in terms of uh, upcoming episodes, obviously we'll be previewing the second leg at some point. So it'll be a slightly different one because we won't... it'll be be more of just a review of the first leg really won't it and then maybe just a few little thoughts on the second leg because we've 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 talked about Bradford already so there's no point of us talking about 10-15 minutes again is the done about uh Bradford squad and stuff like that so so it'll be a slight probably a slightly shorter episode but there you go um and then well beyond that who knows we're not getting ahead of ourselves here are we we're no, not getting ahead of ourselves. We'll have to wait and see what happens after that. Uh, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, most importantly of it all, up the blues.
1: Up the blues.